and welcome to another episode of Tales for Wales, the pod that never fails to be your boozy bosom buddy on the stroll through history. I'm Jack, and as always, I'm joined by my chum, my crony, my old Welsh history sidekick, Franco. <laughs> and today we're going to be chatting about Tiger Bay. But first, sidekick? What a... Yeah, I sidekick. A, I am no sidekick. I am we're... A, leader... <laughs> I am B, everyone's favourite member of the pod. As uh, quoted I'm trying <laughs> to get through the intro, so let's just park that. Okay. <laughs> Have you not finished yet? That was it, all right? But cool. I just needed to fucking segue so you didn't out me. Yeah, uh, so it's been... You said you'd never mention <laughs> the review that we had. There's, there's, a, there's a growing consensus among our listeners. Uh, that, it is that not growing. I, it was no growth. I'm the best. I'm the best. No first the worst and catch the worst. No, first the worst. That's the wrong thing. Fuck, I fucked it. But that's kind of my humility. And that's why people like me more than you. Because I'm, <laughs> so, I'm just so humble. For those who don't know, I guess the cat's out the bag now, isn't it? So we're going to have to tell them. Um, let me find the actual post. Where the hell is it? So basically posted something. Yeah, uh, posted something on uh, on Reddit the other day, basically shamelessly trying to pilfer all your lovely ideas. So we like and crowdsource guy, and ideas for the pod, won't we? Like what episodes we could that's do. That's a much stuff. better way of saying yeah. it rather than yeah. we've run out of steam <laughs> and we need people to, to fucking <laughs> give us their ideas. So we uh, one guy, uh, what's his bloody name now? Let me go through the heartbreak again at reading this. Um, here we go. So a guy named JLMB underscore one, two, three was very horrible and said i'm a fan of the podcast well really about 50 percent of the podcast specifically frank's that jack's a knob end though <laughs> oh yeah end well, end uh, quote there that's all you need <laughs> yeah I, yeah there's more to it than that but I'm, that's all i can stomach at the moment and uh, then frank's in true you know solidarity commented on the post as well going have you considered giving franks more more of a bigger role and maybe taking a step back jack oh i love the pod lads you're both smashing it especially franks aka the people's champ mm. also the other guy only did it because your name on because i think he said a follow-up message saying i don't know who this is judging by the name on your on your reddit handle or whatever it was because it was clearly you yeah. wrote it so it was, it was all in jest it was just a laugh just a little bit of a I, joke um, right yeah, once my sort of sh- I picked the pieces of my shattered ego back up, I reread it and went, "Oh, it wasn't that bad. That's okay." Um, <laughs> I just imagine what um, season. Yeah, I said, "Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> Who is this <laughs> you know bastard? <laughs> Who is this pig? Oh, I, uh, fuck uh, off, then! I don't this. want him listening." <laughs> I was going to say, if if season one Jack had read that, yeah. the, the laptop would have been smashed and I'd be like, I can't see you anymore, Franco. I just, it, every time I see your face, it reminds me. <laughs> You'll like this as well. Told my uh, my wife about it. Your wife? <laughs> and she went, who's that? Is that someone you know? If it's not off Barham. <laughs> so Amy's on your case, mate. If you are uh, old JLMB, if, uh, if you're not Thanks careful, mate, my wife will be around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got beef uh, with someone. I got beef, big yeah. beef, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, 
if I swear to God. So, um, we all know, we all know, uh, a certain Welsh comedian, Ellis James, is, you know, he's Mm. one of the the most famous Welsh exports that we have. Um, Indeed. he, He is just stealing from me. So, he's born, this is really weird, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with this, um, he, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, our mate started sending us that Ellis has started a history podcast with his fucking nerd oh, mates. Don't get me uh, bloody started. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, dude, you got about a hundred podcasts. Give us this one thing about history. Yeah. So anyway, he's <laughs> muscled in on this too. He loves Welsh football. I give him that because we all like, lots of us like Welsh football. Um, mm. But so he started that podcast. I thought, hmm, that's a, a bit close to coming on our territory here, my friend. And then... Mm. On two of his other hugely successful podcasts, he tells an anecdote last week about meeting Chris Biggins and Christopher Biggins making him do something for him. So, listeners oh, will know, what's a couple of weeks on? ago, I told a story. You can check the timeline, because this story came up, our episode came up before their wretched episode. I've got the records, I've got the files, I can send you the <laughs> yeah. metadata. But we, uh, so our episode came out, and then like a week later, he came out with this, you know, I, came, I said, oh, I went to London, I met Biggins, <laughs> I, I was, happened mm. to meet Biggins back, and, and Biggins says, will you hold my coat? Will you hold my luggage? Mm. And I was like, sure thing, yeah. Biggins, you're Biggins. And then, lo and behold, a week later, Ellis James was like, oh, I went to London, and I met Christopher Biggins. And I was like, oh, you <laughs> Fucking what? And he's like, oh, and I said to Christopher Biggins, I hate Welsh history podcasts. No, he, he did an anecdote about how Christopher Biggins asked him to help him with his phone. It's an even better right, anecdote. Bit, oh, God. He's, what he's saying is, listen to our episode, go on, oh, I'll, I'll take that and I'll just jazz it up a bit. Yeah. Next next one of his podcasts, <laughs> listen to it because it'll be going, oh, we did a Reddit comment and uh, oh, you'll never guess what happened. <laughs> they like John more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I, uh... believe it. He said I was a knobhead. <laughs> so then uh, he's He's exactly 10 years older and one day than me. He's even stealing my birthday clout. He gets there a day before oh, me. Oh, God. So, like... Uh, he's always one better, isn't he? He's, he's a fucking 11 reef boy, isn't he? He is. I just can't believe... I love the guy as well. He's fucked me over something chronic. Yeah. I remember so, being disappointed when we found that he'd done a Welsh history... Po- well, it's not ne- necessarily no, Welsh, is it? But it's history. But it's history podcast. Yeah. So, I, was, I used to... I saw Ellis James when he was, like, a compere yeah. in my uni... Uh, my, my student union... And uh, I was thinking, I've been supporting you since day dark. <laughs> well, our and mate, you've pulled the fucking rug from under me. Our mate Matt Reese is a brilliant stand-up comedian. If you get a chance, you go see him. He's, he's yes, always, go see him. always playing around the, the country. Uh, he supported Ellis on tour. And now I think we have a mole. I think Matt might be get, being his writer and sending him all our fucking brilliant ideas <laughs> about being drunk and Welsh. <laughs> So <laughs> I couldn't. I, I, you know what? I might. That would break my heart if if yeah. Matt is bloody just shanked our friendship in the back like yeah. that. Little pig heart boy. Do you remember that <laughs> big show? Heart boy. It was yeah. on CBBC. You bring it up with me almost every time we speak. Yes. How can I'm I forget? Obsessed. It's a TV show about a boy with a pig heart, and everyone used to hate him yeah. for it. They used to be like, "Oh, also, fuck off, pig heart." heart. Could they not think of a better name for the the fucking TV show? Something like with a bit of symbolism, not just what you call it, Pig Art Boy. Pig Art Someone Boy. Put, like in the pl- placeholder name in like, oh, have you submitted that thing yet? Did you change the yeah. name in the end? What do you mean change the name? It was just a p- p- placeholder, Pig Art Boy. <laughs> like horizontal human or something, because I think that's what they call pigs because they're really genetically similar to us. So we call it something like, I came yeah. up with that in a second. Better than Pig exactly. Art Boy. <laughs> pig Art Boy. Pig Art Boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is he? Pick up boy. It's just it's so automatic. Like it's the it's very automatically. What is that? Say what you see, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what is he? Pick up boy. It sounds good. What's the word onomatopoeia? You know when it's like, what's the verb of onomatopoeia? I know what you mean. It sounds nice when you say it. It rolls off the tongue. Pick up boy. It's only a couple of syllables. It's so good. It's a good um. It's a good one to chant that, isn't it? Yeah. Pick up boy. He walks in. Pick up boy. Pick up boy. Um, so that's my early beef with uh, beef with Ellis and beef with Biggins for not making me feel like a special boy. Mm, it's a beef heavy start to this one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, should, I, I haven't got much time today, so should we crack on? But do you want to do any read out of any reviews or uh, ask? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do a little pigs. review. Yeah, I'll do your review first. So this is from Arf Twelve, uh, and they've said. Help me stay connected after moving from Wales. Five stars. This podcast has been great to stay connected to Welsh culture since moving from North Wales to Cornwall for uni last year. The similarities made it much easier to adjust to, especially the place names and strong Cornish identity, as you mentioned in the Kurnu episode. Tuardraith has got to be the most Welsh-sounding name outside of Wales. Presumably that's a place in Cornwall, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, all episodes are so much fun to listen to and have me looking forward to my bus journey to work. Would definitely recommend to anyone looking to be mildly educated whilst still having a laugh. <laughs> Caveat, mildly educated <laughs> as well. Thanks, Arf. Isn't that mad? He's gone from North Wales to Cornwall and we just did an episode about Cornwall. Mm. Yeah, our Celtic cousins, yeah, indeed. Well, well, pleasure to have you on board, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, Arf. We Cheers, really appreciate mate. Um, ledge. Ledge, ledge, ledge. Um, also, if you've got any shekels, give us your money, please. I don't remember what our spiel is for this. We just need oh, helpful. Yeah, it, if you want to donate to help us pay for shit, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, give us a couple money. of pennies in the download link if you, yeah. if you like it. People have said, just do a, or why don't you do a Patreon? But we just can't. We just can't. It means that we'd have to cut back on free episodes, and I don't think we really yeah. want to do that. Um, we, we I just, like that we go out every Sunday, don't we? Yeah, we'd have to yeah. slow things well down because, like, at the moment we're we're sort of on the cusp. Aren't yeah, we? this, we're, we're recording we're this so now. This is going out this week. We got we got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so we haven't got much. We haven't got much time at the moment. So we'll just stick to this. But if you can contribute to the show, it would mean a heck of a lot. Um, yeah. It just helps relax our purse strings a bit. And thanks but, again for everyone who's already donated. You fucking legends. We love yeah. you. Talking of people who donated to a. Uh, what I call a society, because our podcast community is a society. This week, mm. we're going to be looking at um, people who contributed to, to, <laughs> contributed to uh, was society in South Wales. That was, oh, that was one was of a my fucking worst. long one. But <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It works. Yeah. Oh, you work. got your claws out then, like a tiger. Ah, talking <laughs> of tigers, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to today talk to you about a tiger to be. Nice. Um, which, if you don't know, is what Cardiff Bay used to be known as. So, are you ready? I'm ready, baby. Okay, baby. <laughs> it's weird when we call each other baby back to back. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, hun. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to give you a quick overview of Tiger Bay. So, um, Tiger Bay, also known as Cardiff Bay or the Docks or Butte Town. So, there's a few different names for it, but... Um, Cardiff Docks at the time played a major role in Cardiff's development as it was the means of exporting coal from the South Wales Valleys to the rest of the world, helping it uh, helping to power the industrial age. Um, the coal mining industry helped fund the growth of Cardiff to become a capital city of Wales and contribute towards the making of the docks owner, the third Marquis of Butte, uh, the richest man in the world at one point. 
So the world's richest bloke came from here because of the exploits of um, the work going on at Tiger Bay. He's um, a bluebird. Bluebirds, bluebird. In uh, <laughs> 1794. I think I got that right, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, you got that right. Well done. Good sports reference. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in uh, 1794, the Glamorganshire Canal was completed, linking Cardiff with Merthyr. And in 1798, a basin was built connecting the canal to the sea, increasing the agitation for proper dock facilities led Cardiff's foremost landowner, the second Marquis of Butte, to promote the construction of the West Butte Dock, which opened in 1839, just two years later, the mm-hmm. Taff Railway opened. So in this period, there wasn't much here beforehand and all of this like work I just mentioned helped build Cardiff docks into what it was um, and lots then from the, like infrastructure yeah yeah like. yeah lots of expensive infrastructure um, uh, next I'm going to talk about who lived there uh, so Tiger Bay which is Cardiff's Dockland district as I've said a hundred times already now is <laughs> Wales's oldest multi-ethnic community um, it happened because loads of sailors and workers from all around the world came to settle here, and they th- there's up to 57 different countries of people had come to live here at one point, making it one of the yeah. UK's most multi-ethnic places. So 57 separate countries, all living under one area. Pretty hectic. Um, mm. The area is known as Tiger Bay. For some, they have different reasons for it. Some because it's really... I'll go in later to buy it. It might be called Tiger Bay, but it's often because it's quite it was quite difficult to come into. There was fierce currents and local tides that stretched around the River Severn. Ah. Um, but also, it's quite it was quite a dangerous place, and still is could be quite a dangerous place. Yeah, I read that. Um, sorry um, to interrupt you, mate. Yeah. I, I read that um, lots of sailors referred to many a bay around the world as a Tiger Bay if it was like difficult to navigate. If if the the waves were as vicious as a tiger. Oh, so really? Yeah. Well, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned, it's one of the oldest multicultural communities in the UK. It's got migrant communities from uh, Norway, Somalia, Yemeni, Spanish, Irish, Caribbean, Italian. Like it's, it's a real mix. It's not just one part of the world. People come from all, like China. It's, it's, it has, it's home real to so many different people. Um, and all these nationalities helped create the multicultural character of the area, where people from different backgrounds socialised together and intermarried, creating an incredibly strong, incredibly, incredibly diverse and multicultural community. One that was really a beacon for showing how different people from different faith, ethnicities, race can live happily together. Because the area itself is a real beacon for saying, well, this is this is how people can be. You know, we're all from mm. different faith, religion and stuff, but you can still get along and not fucking rip each other's asses out. Um, yeah. But uh, And this was during, like, the when the when the coal industry and everything that was like really thriving um but mm. that seemed to stop then when um i'll get to the dates in a second but as the the area was winding down its industry um they decided to that area lost a lot of its wealth a lot of its money and it became quite broken and run down but mm. it was still a very close-knit community with people who really got on well with each other but that was all about to change with the regeneration gentrification and demolition of tiger bay um, so like mm-hmm. I said, the area became huge with the coal industry and was the site of the first ever um, million pound check written in the Coal Exchange Hotel, which we mentioned before. Um, but as mm-hmm. the coal industry vanished, the areas one, that was once so popular and so busy and bustling declined at a really rapid speed. And by 1963, uh, when the local coal stopped being docked and exported from the area, the price of the land dropped massively. So it was really, really uh, cheap. All the money they had in the building stuff, that all went... Um, yeah. the, it was just a, a, a time of poverty just in the, the area. the economy of the area just yeah. Yeah, plummeted. Yeah. Um, but then this led to a massive rise in commercial developments, which were largely celebrated as a regeneration by those outside the area. So like your politicians and business owners were like, this is great, uh, we're going we're gonna, to like either buy really cheap land and uh, bring some things back into it or bring new shops or whatever. Um, 
so they were really happy with it, and the Cardiff's authorities drew up these plans then to pretty much raise Tiger Bay to the ground. They were going to just knock so much of it down and start again because the land's so cheap. Um, and yeah. this manic construction drive took over not just Cardiff but the UK, and that's when you see all those massive high-rise tower blocks that store all the poorer communities up in the sky. So this happened a lot in mm. the 60s where they started just like building up these massively high, quite ugly buildings, and they pack a lot of people into one small space. Um I've also so with those things were they did were they considered like modern and new looking at the time because they're like quite hideous now aren't they, horrible, by today's standards they? but like well, do you think they just were like slapdash back then as well like just fucking get them up doesn't matter well the seventies has that kind of that that uh, era of architecture is really uh, morose and quite um, I don't know what's the word for it it's a uh, Yes, there is a term that describes buildings in the 70s, but you, you can always tell how they look. They're always fucking pebble dashed, really grey, really fucking like uh, monolithic and just boring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the destruction of the bay, Tiger Bay began in earnest in the early 60s and these bulldozers started moving in. Um, and these homes that were there for generations of families that they'd lived in were just knocked down and pummeled. Um, which is really sad, you know, people's communities are just getting bashed mm. in with very little communication to them. But if you thought that was bad, a total of 97 pubs were also slain. And the area is not... That breaks I, my bloody heart. I know. And the area is not huge. So, like, 97 pubs is fucking... It's a lot of pubs. That's a good um, uh, pubs per mile, square mile yeah. ratio, isn't it? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll come into this later, but it's because this was part of, like, pretty much Cardiff's red light district. So, like, there was a lot of, ah. like, illicit things going on here. But, yeah, so some of the casualties of these of this, uh, this raise of Tiger Bay when they knock everything down was these 97 pubs. Um, mm. And many of the Tiger Bay's residents were moved to other parts of the city, a choice that was out of their control. So if you imagine you've got this really tight-knit community who get on incredibly well, uh, and, you know, they love living there, it's, it's their home, are then picked up and thrown around to other parts of the city where mm. they're there no longer with their neighbours who were their friends. Yeah. I read a clip from an interview with ITV where this woman talked about she uh, how scared she was during this time. And she said, this wrecking ball was knocking down the house next door and my grandmother was still in our house. Uh, I was saying, come on, Nana, we've got to go. And I was terrified that she really didn't want to leave. We had no choice. <laughs> the, the word, come on, Nana, is a bit... <laughs> come on, Nana. Come just, on, in Nana. my mind, she's on like a, a recliner. You know, there's this fucking wrecking ball <laughs> swinging around her, just about missing her every time. Well, come on, Nana, make a run for it. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> well, I imagine health and safety in the 60s is pretty awful, so I can fully expect that to happen. Or they just knock down the house whilst you're there. You're dropping yeah. trow and there's a fucking wrecking ball coming your way. <laughs> yeah. You just knocked an OAP over. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, just fucking <laughs> get on with the job. Um, so, yeah, this rather callous housing clearances during the 60s uh, relocated the people from Butte Town, which was the residential core of the Docklands, into these highly unpopular tower blocks, leaving them, and I quote from mm. one Cardiff University, this I'm quoting people today, uh, this is a quote from a Cardiff University business school lecturer, Dr. Leon Guberman. <laughs> Go on, Goobs. Goober. <laughs> Goober. Um, he said that it left them marooned in the sea of industrial dereliction. Which is quite a nice uh, sentence. So, nice way of yeah, putting it, yeah. You stuck them all up high and they were on their own. Um, he explained that the rest of Cardiff with commercial benefits and still attracted a lot of business. Uh, but Cardiff South, where the Bay is, was left for the vultures of business coming in and tearing up these communities. And these are the communities that actually helped make Cardiff what it is now. Cardiff only got its capital status in the 50s, and that was in part due to the money and wealth that was being brought in by Tiger Bay by those who helped produce it, like the sailors, the workers, the dockhands, all of those who helped make... I was going to say, surely, yeah, Tiger Bay was kind of like the gateway to which all the money flowed in and out kind of thing, yeah. wasn't it? So 
So they owed it to them, and then now they're bloody shitting on them. Yeah, so it's, it's it's another case of uh, you know exploiting workers and their lives and stuff. It was really dangerous work and hard work. Um, so as I mentioned, yeah, now in the sixties, um, those behind the project saw the, the area as like a blank space in quotation marks that was ripe for commercial development. Mm. But those blank spaces were the sort of old like colonial ways where you'd look at dark spots on the map and say, "Oh, it's a you know it's an undiscovered location." It's like, no, it's undiscovered to yeah. you. People live there. <laughs> That's um, mine now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and these blank spaces were the home to like an awful lot of black and minority ethnic communities so there was a degree mm. of uh there was you know they didn't care as much that it was black people rather than if it was a bunch of white people being told to move there mm. would have been more yeah. of a, a reluctance um, and i'm also not saying developing areas isn't a good thing by the way like i don't want to frame this as oh that's awful um they're going to build new things that's progress but i think it's integral to creating like wealth and health equity that you bring everyone up together and um, yeah you don't and, just say right you lot yeah. clear out of here yeah fucking, fuck off out like of you here. Said, demolishing and, everything and making it new and new people come in yeah exactly so like gentrification all that stuff that's kind of at the expense of kicking out the people who originally lived and built the area and getting in other people to live there um mm. and you know people who have more money and stuff like that and the bay is like a a, a perfect example of that so i live down the bay um and i live in one of the roughest streets but you can go around the corner and it's like palatial really nice you know there's some kind of city place yeah. down here it is is a real uh they, they, I'll, I'll come to this again in a little bit but the disparity of like wealth in buildings and stuff like that is crazy down here mm-hmm. um and I, I live on like the cusp i live on quite a nice area down the bay but also my street's got <laughs> a lot of drug dealers and there's always something <laughs> yeah. going on you get the best like, of both worlds yeah I know, that's why i moved here <laughs> um uh <laughs> So then, like I said, uh, as the decline continued in the 60s and 70s, unemployment fell in Butte Town to a staggering 60%. And these are people who are workers. Um, so people worked mm. here, you know, they're, they're people who are used to working, who want to work, and unemployment fell to 60%. So that's over half of people there didn't have a job. Jesus, yeah. So then old Maggie Thatcher, when she was in Westminster, she built this thing called the Cardiff Bay Development Corporation, the CBDC, in 1987. Mm. And a number of the corporations were created as part of a wider urban development program to regenerate these like inner city deprived areas. Um, and during this time, then these people who were going to start developing the bay, uh, they, they they were touted. The developers promised to create Europe's most exciting waterfront, um, and some idealistic twerp was. They were just saying it's going to be the next Barcelona, which I think is such a funny. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mad little one to shoot. You're the next Barcelona, what, baby. <laughs> what are you hinging the pitch on? We're going to say it's the next Barca, mate. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um but what really upset the local people at the time was this urban development program had set out these five main aims and objectives with one of the whole aims being where um, we're going to reflect the hopes and aspirations of the community who live in that area. Um right. but during these huge changes there was no consultation with the locals they just bashed them I out. I was going to say what's yeah. the bet that they did not do that one. <laughs> yeah. Um and it was like completely tokenistic. Um, the vast majority of Butte Town residents viewed the regeneration as useless to them. Nothing that was being built there was for them. They were just being pushed further, further, further into a smaller space uh, area. Um, for Butte Town Councillor Saeed Ibrahim said, the impact of these developments is still having repercussions today. Um, the way council- the way developments were created was not very healthy, put it that way. The developers created an us versus them mentality. They never wanted to include the developments for the older people or the older communities here in Butte Town. And this feeling came from lesser investment in the existing community compared to other pots of funding that um, 
and so like the, the money that was going to the actual communities that lived here was really small and then the bigger pots mm. for like new businesses and stuff which you know some you know it's good in some ways you're bringing business to the area but some of those th- were vanity projects where there are the buildings are empty now and they, they, they're not helping business yeah or, it was never going to go those. anywhere yeah. yeah they even changed the name so they they, and they they got rid of the Tiger Bay thing because of the neg- negative connotations, and they pushed into the the word Cardiff Bay. Um, one thing I didn't know, I think Tiger Bay sounds cool, man. It does, yeah, it does, and I do think they're trying to reclaim parts of that here. Um, mm. But one thing I didn't know was um, the development of the barrage, the barrage around nineteen ninety nine, uh, provoked a huge negative response, um, not just from Butte Town, but like from loads of people in Cardiff. Like the rugby owners oh, of Arm right. Park were really worried about it. Locals in the city were worried it's going to flood parts of the, the the city. Business leaders and property developers were properly against it. It was like really controversial. Yeah. It was one of the first projects that the Welsh Assembly had gone on. They just got their they just won their referendum on um, mm. having. Uh, what's it called? Uh, devolved powers. Devolved yeah. powers and stuff. And this is one of their big things. They put £200 million towards um, getting rid of the really ugly tidal mud flaps that the bay used to have um, in, a, in an attempt to attract more investors. And if you didn't know the bay beforehand now, you should Google it. It looks amazing. But bef- uh, Well, you should see the, the, the difference looks amazing. It Beforehand, mm. it was so grim. When the tide went out, it was just covered in these massive mud flats, which is such a grim word. Um, and it would look really unappealing. You'd just have all like you know rubbish or whatever's been left behind. It just looked grim, grey, unattractive. Yeah, um, it's like the side of um, like how es- the sides of estuaries look. You know, when the, yeah. the tide's low, it's just like muck, isn't it? It just looks yeah, like gross. muck. Um, but now they've just <laughs> built this giant lake, a freshwater lake that captures the water from the taff, and there's this big barrage that lives up and down that allows boats to come in and out uh, with these like five state-of-the-art sluices that pump water in and out in case of flooding. Um, so this was like the big thing that they did to regenerate the area, which I really like. I love the bay. Lots of people love the bay. It's a really yeah, good landmark of man. Cardiff. But um, I didn't realise it was really controversial. Loads of people didn't want it at the time. Um, I suppose even, was just, we would have been kids at the time when that was all yeah, going on. So I suppose we, would we wouldn't exactly have had our finger on the pulse no. of it. But yeah, I'm surprised that people yeah. were going, it's going to flood everywhere. <laughs> As if like there's some idiot going, we're just going to blow up the walls <laughs> protecting us. Let the sea <laughs> flood in and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were catching all the water from the tap. I don't know what their worries were, but they, yeah, it, it was just, they were, they were nervous. Um, even the name was controversial. Like I said, they didn't want to call it Cardiff Docks or Butte Town Barrage or Tigers Bay Barrage, mm. but they erased all those names um, and rebranded it as Cardiff Bay, which was never what it was called down here. Um, yeah. And during one debate, <laughs> this is quite, did make me laugh a little bit. During one debate at the council chambers on St. David's Day, protesters turned up to the barrage, erupted in song, singing, At a place once known as Tiger Bay, beloved to you and me, it, maybe they're trying to rhyme that like a brummy a place where there's no tiger by blubber to you and my <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, they built a huge barrage which left disaster in the wake they blocked off the taff and ely to make a yuppie lake <laughs> which, a, a yuppie, yuppie lake is like uh, a business bun <laughs> in the 80s and 90s <laughs> so at a place when it's known to Tiger Bay beloved to you and me they built a huge barrage which left disaster in its wake when they blocked the taff and ely to make a yuppie lake that's yeah that was their little song they had um <laughs> um, well thought out, I liked it. So this, so like I said, this is kind of the second regeneration. So they had this in the sixties, it didn't really work, and they tried again in the nineties. Um, and now the local community this time round in the nineties and early two thousands, they were promised a piece of the success, the redevelopment. 
uh, but that didn't really mm. come to fruition. Um, unemployment was at like 6.1%, which is double compared to the rest of Cardiff. Way lower than it was mm. before, but it was still a lot more bigger than the rest of it. Um, yeah. That councillor I mentioned earlier, uh, Saeed, he said, because it was named the Bay, it was like, we'll regenerate that area, but we won't regenerate here, Butte Town. Um, it happened yeah. in the 60s, it happened in the 90s, it's going to continue to happen unless there's a real interest to regenerate. Um, and he says it's not just like physical regeneration it's looking at education employment the whole lot um, they never wanted to mm. include those all the you know, he's, he's kind of making the point of saying like you can't just say you're going to regenerate and just leave the people who live there because otherwise you are just taking Leaving people's behind homes. here um, and like if you've ever been to the bay like I said you'll see a real contrast um, the really obvious contrast in wealth is divided on the train tracks so on one side and what's going to be the new metro system on one side you've got Lloyd George Avenue which is a a whole street of really nice new plush flats and like a cinema complex yeah. and a gym. They got really um, nice, um, like the the stone slabs they're using on the pavement. Yeah, and stuff it's like literally that. Like the these pavement alabaster whites and all <laughs> yeah. that. And it's like, uh, and you have this like you have all these amazing new things over there compared to Loudon Square, which is on the butte side of it. You go under the bridge, under the train tracks, and it's like it's noticeably poorer. Uh, there's way less trees there. There's way less. It's all like council housing. It's just what far yeah, less. It's all grey, isn't it? Grey yeah. concrete, yeah. no green space. Yeah, it's um, it's a definite, uh, different divide, like you say. And it's so clear. And um, uh, there was like a. There's also lots of things that were built on the bay. There's nothing really there for the local community who could afford to do something. So there's like the glossy, amazing Welsh Millennium Centre, which hosts operas and plays. There's nice bars and restaurants, but they're quite exclusive and not really what a local community was after. And that's not to say you can't have both. You know, you, you can't. You could only have mm. what the local community wants. That's not it at all. But there should be something if you're investing in the area for them. Um, there's now like a new music venue going to be open down the bay as well, where the Red Dragon Centre is. And then the stuff from the Red mm. Dragon Centre is being moved across um, to the old council offices and uh, what's slightly different this time though is um, there's been some lessons learned from this attempt at regeneration and they're now actively engaging more with the local community and the next big set of work is happening um, it's going to include local community halls and appropriate stuff for the communities who live there so they're going to build things that actually people here would like as well because otherwise you just live well, in a tourist something town. I guess isn't it yeah um, although there's this fucking mad idea which I think is ludicrous to bring this museum of military medicine which has nothing to do with the community let alone <laughs> Wales it's got nothing to do with the sounds area sounds like a fucking hoot yeah but like there's so much history in here in, in this area or in mm. Wales and they, they decided they, they were going to bring a, a museum of military medicine and what's crazy this museum of, mu- <laughs> museum of military medicine has been like turned down by every other council um, but Cardiff Council <sighs> said yeah it was meant to be an older we shot originally lumped in our lap well, Cardiff Council are like renowned for being a bit dodgy and taking, you know, being a bit like backhanded and taking mm. things, and um, but they've given it a partial green le- um, green light. But it was met with like such fierce opposition, saying the money could be spent on such better ideas, better museums. I was going to say such a useless waste of money there. No, yeah. that's going to be just be empty like all yeah. year round, isn't it? Who's going? We got to go to Cardiff Bay this weekend. Right, it's the Museum <laughs> of, of, of Military Medicine is opening. Come on, yeah. Um, and also, they want to build it next to the best fucking pub in Cardiff, the Water Guard, which is my local. 
Um, and I don't want to string my it. dead body. <laughs> I I'm going to fucking chain myself <laughs> yeah. in front of that. From the, uh, I'll do, from the river to the sea, the water god shall be free. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want a string of fucking boffins going, oh, look at this EpiPen made of leather by the second battalion. It's like, fuck off, wicked. <laughs> um, and they, they want to build it at the back of the water guard. So I'd be having a drink there and I'd hear them. Oh, come on, no. I know. Say it like, ain't so. Yeah. So, but this is kind of, this was pushing like 2020. And then it got fierce opposition, and it, I think it stumbled quite a bit. So hopefully it's not going to happen. Um, and so that's kind of the, the history on side. The first wave of protesters, if that goes through, I'll be fuming. Yeah. I, I mean, will I really? I'll probably be at the guard going, <laughs> yeah, throwing stones at them. Um, yeah. But the area is also known, um, and I, so that's kind of the, the history of the local community. But uh, I also like there is you can't talk about Tiger Bay without talking about like the crime and debauchery that that was renowned with it. Um, it's undeniable that Tiger Bay was notorious. And like mm. I said, the name Tiger Bay was used by sailors as a slang term for the dock rounds because they were rough and infamously dangerous to local. I think to it was just sort of um, went hand in hand with a lot of um, like docks and in in, yeah. in cities because yeah. it's it's always full of people that not not Come necessarily live there because that yeah, yeah they're in and out sort of thing and so yeah. You know, you've been on, you've been at the, on the high seas for, for months at <laughs> exactly. a time. You want to have a yeah. party, don't you? Want to have a good time yeah. when you dock. Well, that's the thing. It developed its own mini red light district, and this, the main streets that the red light red light district were on have now been knocked down completely. But there was a couple of streets out that were just there for um, narcotics, illegal brothels, gambling dens, um, lots of speakeasies. Um, that's again mm. why I decided to move here. Um, yeah, but uh, Tiger Bay, Bay had a powerful and distinct character. Uh, of his own compared to other areas of Cardiff um, which like other areas of Cardiff have rust spots and dangerous areas but I think there's something quite romantic about Tiger Bay it's almost like this siege mentality that is like this is like they've built it themselves and it's kind of uh, ruled by themselves um, even yeah. today there's a fierce distrust of the police and like you could argue rightly so um, a few years ago a guy called Mohammed Mohammed Hassan died after being released from police custody and before he was arrested he had no injuries on his body that, yeah yeah, and do you remember he when he's released he had been kicked in, uh, bite marks, and he like just an awful beating, and he died a few hours mm. later, and the police wouldn't let his family see the body, and they wouldn't release cameras, and it's all like really shrouding, uh, you know, not mystery, it's shrouding, uh, like conspiracy kind of thing, yeah, yeah like what's, the, basically what's gone on. Yeah. South Wales Police is renowned for being, especially in the nineties and eighties, were incredibly institutionally racist, um. There's that Lynette White murder that happened down here where they just pinned it on five people, mostly people of colour, who had nothing to do with it and they went to jail mm. and you know, it's a big there's a big there's better podcasts about that called uh, <laughs> yeah, Tiger yeah. Bay Murders and there's a book and a story. You can find out all about that if you just Google it. It's a really interesting um and I didn't think it was point in us covering it because it's been covered extensively, like by the BBC and stuff. There's a I say we don't we'd only butcher it. Yeah, so, what's <laughs> yeah. the point? <laughs> but it, it's another instance of the the, the institutionalised racism that, that that was going on at the time. Um, but it's the sort of place where locals deal with stuff themselves, so they wouldn't often go to the police. Um, there are several unsolved murders here. Um, lo- there's loads mm. of unsolved lesser crimes that have been opened by police, but no one's come forward with any information. Um, it's a bit like, why trust the police who've had a really bad track record here? Let's just deal with it ourselves. Um, yeah, like, I live really close... Company, as they say. Yeah. yeah. And I live really close to a shop that not only serves delicious treats, but is also a drugs front. Um, and it's got a few on this, where I live, there's a few drug places. Um, but the street never has any real issues. There's quite a lot of people around here who... Um, who don't get on with each other, but on this street, 
because it's run by drug dealers and uh, they don't really want the police coming around so they keep it relatively safe if there's any ever trouble kicking off at the pubs or whatever or, or on the street it's dealt with and it doesn't it's affect self-policed yeah, yeah self-policed um Tiger Bay is like it's got some like local only pubs as well, even though it's not like a, an official policy. But if you'll stick out like a sore thumb, if you're in like the packet or mischiefs, um, everyone in there knows each other, and it's pretty like intimidating if you don't. And it's full of like what I was going to say, yeah, those are the probably the two pubs down the bay I don't think I've been in. This yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mischief. I've been in them. I, I don't mind them, but you, there's a lot of, like colourful characters who are a bit fucking loose. Um, so it's like a lively place. Um, the whole mm. bay could be lively for so many different reasons, but like I love it. I love all of it. I love walking around Loudoun Square. The bay's cut class, to be fair. Yeah, I, 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 like my, it just it, it feels like one of the few places in Cardiff has a true community feel to it. And I'm sure like other mm. areas in Wales do have that community feel far more, especially if it's less city based. But Cardiff as a whole, I just don't feel like it's. I, from where I lived, I've lived in loads of places in Cardiff, and this is the most community I've ever felt. Um, yeah. And final facts I was going to mention. It's worth mentioning that rugby legend Billy Boston and music icon Shirley Bassey were both born here. And I read that the first oh, nice. ever recorded landing of a free black man in the UK was in Cardiff Docks. Oh, um, that is a little uh, factoid. <laughs> I'm going to just finish with an article written in 1975, so after the last attempt at regeneration kind of come to an end, by this author, mm. Tim Justin Robinson. He said, Tiger Bay is gone, the name remains, the legends persist, the stories will be told, but Butte Town, the new redeveloped parts, and the as yet undeveloped parts have swallowed the tiger. Or perhaps it would be better to say the tiger's crept away to hide in people's hearts, a memory of an unruly but lovable rogue. And I can't help feeling that if, in order to give people better housing, we may have to destroy the links generations of people have built up. If in destroying a jungle we can offer a desert in this place, then we should be prepared to accept the consequences. It may be that when people are not consulted, when they feel abused, yet stay a community, then they may revive that tiger and turn it on us, we who tell them we know best, but will not join them in their redevelopment paradise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a, that's a, I hope I didn't butcher that too much, but that's no, our, that was a good uh, Tim Justin Robinson's quote about the bay. Um, so, uh, pardon? I said, go on, Timbo. Go on, Timbo. Go on, Timbo. Yeah, uh, so that's, yeah, that's uh, the Tiger Bay. That's oh, the story of Tiger Bay. Mate. Like I say, uh, I, I've heard Tiger Bay, the, the name Tiger Bay, plenty of times because, like you said, there is a kind of maybe like a reclamation of the name sort of. Yeah. Um, down there in some places you go to and you see things yeah. on the wall and things like that especially well, in the guard as, you, as we mentioned yeah. earlier they've got like a whole thing about Tiger Bay on one of the walls if I remember. They, got, they got loads um, of photos of like the, the police stopping uh, uh, smugglers and stuff and like booze like um, they got loads of photos of the Coast Guard um, with all the haul they've stolen from people trying to smuggle stuff in which I you know I don't want them to stop smuggling stuff in that's great fun <laughs> but it's like the it, yeah. place was clearly rowdy and it's got a yeah. There's are like you said. There's lots of emphasis on bringing Tiger Bay's name back. Um, I also mm -hmm. thought I'd mention this. Yeah, we're doing this just by coincidence, but it is also Black History Month. So as a podcast, it's important that we reflect on uh, Black History in Wales, and this covers a lot of um, the, the the Tiger Bay is home to a lot of Black and ethnic minorities. So that's our yeah. this, this can a kind nice, of be our <laughs> an yeah, accidental accidental uh, tie in accidentally links up a bit there i like yeah it. yeah our incompetence has come up trumps for a change good. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's it um keep on listening Very interesting man. uh keep on giving us reviews and stuff um so i'm a bit distracted the fucking heavens have opened and it's absolutely chucking it down outside um 
And if you've got any ideas for future episodes, do let us know. The the short call out we did on Reddit was super helpful. We got loads and loads of good ideas from there. Um, and Plenty yeah. of the pinch, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, deal. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. I Tiger